When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On OffTheHookSports.com, your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off The Hook Podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off The Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. It is the Vol Report. He's John Adams. I'm Dave Hooker, and it's brought to you by Files Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. And a great weekend to get down to Big Orange Phillies, watch some golf as the Open is in action. So check them out right there downtown halls, close to Maynardville, North Knoxville. It's going to be a mainstay. You'll love Big Orange Phillies. And I remind you to subscribe, and uh, we certainly appreciate the likes and comments as well. But all kinds of content on YouTube that you can uh, have delivered to your digital device each and every day with John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel. I am Dave Hooker. And John, this is kind of the unofficial kickoff to the football season, uh, SEC media days. And it it is right around the corner. We'll have coverage there all week. And it'll be brought to you by Viles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies. And uh, John, it's, it's, kind of interesting what this whole event has become from uh, the sky riders tour to birmingham for decades and then now atlanta and what all they might do with it it kind of feels in some ways like a, a mini nfl draft and i wonder if it'll go to different venues uh in in the near future i, I kind of think it might I think there's a good chance it might. When you're expanding to Texas, you could have it in Dallas. You could have it in Houston. might even have it in Oklahoma City. Um, I kind of prefer it in Hoover, Alabama, though. I mean, that's kind of the, that, that's the heartbeat of SEC football. And it's just nowhere else you go are you going to have so many fans down in the lobby of the media hotel Coach, give me your autograph. I love you, Coach. Wow. It, it just doesn't, you know, it, it's mainly Alabama fans. I remember Dennis Francione, and most people have forgotten him, especially if they're Alabama fans. But I remember when he was the head coach, at, and I think this was his first media days. He was at the podium, and I looked around the ballroom, supposed to be media only. You've got your little badge you're wearing, you, you're going to ask questions he's at the podium and all along the wall it was lined with alabama fans and i remember looking over at one of those alabama fans and the look on that man's face it was that he was absolutely glowing just over dennis francione said hey i'm open to questions now looking at him with the reverence as if he were the next bear bryant he wasn't no. He left for Texas A&M. But there were high hopes and just the, the hero worship that could be between an Alabama fan and an Alabama coach was so apparent. Well, John, I got the you know, Facebook sends you reminders. And I got the reminder that I posted a picture of the guy who showed up and has his little dog 
uh, painted orange and blue for Auburn. It's his little Auburn dog, and he's dressed to the hilt. And he was he was actually the first person there with his little dog. And uh, so I don't know if the dog guy is going to make it to Atlanta, but a great way to get there would be Viles Automotive Group, where they've got a great selection, and you can easily find your next car at Viles Automotive Group right there on Callahan. Uh, integrity is what they're all about. But whether it's that dog or whatever it might be, it there always is a tendency for there be, to be a circus. And um, because it was held in uh, Hoover in public domain, so to speak, public property, it was a little goofy and uh, fun. Atlanta is pretty closed off with the College Football Hall of Fame and the adjacent hotel. Yeah, Atlanta's a little too big also. You just don't get the same feel of it. Atlanta's got a lot of other stuff going on. I mean, in, in Hoover, Alabama, this is the biggest thing happening in July. Maybe the biggest thing happening all summer uh, in Hoover, Alabama. So I, <laughs> well, I could yeah. be going the the Winfrey Hotel is the media hotel there. And uh, I can remember Nick Saban's dog, a boxer, getting lost and was wandering around the hotel. Actually, it's uh, it was his wife's Terry's dog, a boxer. Nick doesn't have time for dogs. That would be. No. Wasted energy showing affection for a dog, much less yeah. looking for one. For Nick Saban, all dogs don't go to heaven. All dogs just stay out of his way. <laughs> he applies <laughs> He applies the same thought to people. Yes. Uh, uh, could you please move? I'm going to have to break my stride on the way to the elevator. Yes. And that would be a wasted three seconds when I could have come up with a play that might have kept us closer against Georgia in the national championship game. Right. It's it's all dogs don't exist. Maybe the best way of just get out of the way. Yeah, there have been, <clears throat> needless to say, some some interesting stories at SEC Media Days. My favorite story, because I used to kind of, um, you know, in, in my radio days, which really haven't gone away, but I, I would kind of hunker down there at the opening of the Winfrey and try to get coaches and players before they did the tour. And so I remember getting Mike Shula and I thought, Oh, this is cool. So, you know, here, here, you know, it's going to be a one-on-one with Mike Shula and the look of fear in his eyes was palpable. And when he saw that radio row and he saw the, just a few hundred fans, Alabama fans, because you can't fit that many in there. But when he saw all the media and all of that walking in the front door, his eyes got as big as saucers. And I remember saying, real simple question, right? Uh, I said, hey, do you care if I grab you for a second? He goes, that's fine. And so start the recorder. First question is, so what do you think of uh, SEC Media Days? And he has a recorder in his face, so he has to know, right? And he goes, uh, where's the restroom? And that was the end of that interview. As he first quickly, things first, <laughs> I mean, it was clearly a what uh, he, a he brought flea that st- or fight. Stop yeah. it! He wanted out. Yeah, he he wasn't ready to fight anybody. He brought the same demeanor to the big room, the print room, where you're there on a and standing in front of a lecture. He just had the epic deer in the headlights look, and then. He came, he returned, he came back the next year and he was much different. Uh, obviously, the, he was more comfortable and they had worked with him some perhaps. And it seemed as though somebody had coached him into being a bit more animated. 
you know how people, when they're talking sometimes and they aren't really adept at this, their hand motions don't coincide with what they're saying. And that's kind of right. how, how he was. It's like watching TV and the lips are moving, but the words are coming out ahead of time or behind. It was just really odd. But, hey, once he got on the football field, he was something else, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. I remember a, um, a a recent memory to uh, Debo Samuels, who is in the NFL. I said, uh, do you realize that you share a name with the character from the movie Friday with Chris Tucker and Ice Cube? And he goes, yeah, I was named after him. So it made me feel really, really old immediately. And so I, I said, oh, well, that's interesting. Have you seen the movie? He goes like a hundred times. I watch it with my dad all the time. The movie is all about smoking marijuana. So I don't know how you break that in to the. I said, when did you start watching? He said, like 12 years old. I'm like, how did you how do you say, hey, son, I named you after this thug guy who beats up people in a movie that's about illegal drug use. How do you start that Thanksgiving conversation? And now he's a star in the NFL. Yeah, he really is. Um, I wonder, you know, when I look back. To me, some of the worst people at Media Days, to me, were the most enthralling. I remember Rod Dowhower. Do you remember Rod Dowhower? Who's the Vanderbilt coach? Vanderbilt head coach? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I he he delivered the most candid introduction of any coach I've ever heard. You might remember him from his NFL days. He he had a bunch of Super Bowl rings. He won. He was an offensive coordinator. Had a pretty good reputation as an offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. And came out of the NFL, took the job at Vanderbilt, and he was speaking, saying, you know, very monotone. You know, some people probably think I'm just here to get a bigger paycheck and then to, toward my retirement. And and then he said very unconvention, con, inconvincingly, he said, uh, but no, that's not it. But yeah, that was it. And it just really, it really resonated for me. And that's just what he did. He went in there and tried to, he tried to install a pro style offense for a team that had been running the option and had nobody that could throw the ball across the room and his stay at Vanderbilt, even by Vanderbilt's standards, this was a short lived stay. And then he went back to the NFL. Well, Hendon Hooker will be there for the balls, which is no great surprise. When when we were trying to predict who would be there, it was Hooker and everybody else. So Hendon Hooker will be there. If if you could get him to answer one question and he had to be 100% honest with the truth serum, what would it be? We posed that on Twitter and on offthehooksports.com. I, I want to get to that. I want to get your response to that, reminding you that we're brought to you by Big Orange Phillies and Biles Automotive Group. At Big Orange Phillies, they've got the food right there for you. I don't care what time you're listening. They've got the fridge for cold food, or you can go warm food right up front, and they've got fresh ingredients. Uh, man, casual doesn't mean stale at Big Orange Phillies. It does not. It's right there in the heart of Halls. Big Orange Phillies, you are going to love it. Great place to watch golf. Um, if you're watching before the open or afterwards, a great place to watch any sporting event and it's family friendly. So I want to be sure and point that out. So my question for Hendon Hooker, and he has to answer it honestly, and I'll pose this to you. It would be how much money have you pocketed or anything else? 
I'll give you the option. You, he has to tell you honestly how much money he's pocketed with NIL and the fact that he can get that money or anything else that you can think of. Because to me, that that would be the one question I would be. And it's not my business to know another man's money. Okay, but I'm just kind of curious what the starting quarterback at Tennessee for a little less than a year is worth. Well, uh, my question to Henry Hooker would have nothing to do with uh, money. I would go back to the season opener last year against Bowling Green and wonder, Hendon, what were you thinking in the first half when you were watching Joe Milton – the number one quarterback at Tennessee, wheel and deal against the Falcons. And what do you think his response would be if he had to be totally honest? If he had to be totally um, – why did I transfer here? Yeah, I think the one – if you look at this coaching staff, the, the one bite mark on their resume is clearly the, the poor decision at the starting quarterback position last year i don't think there's any question about that there's there's no there's no hiding that it should have been hooker all along and the thing is um milton just seemed in over his head from the get-go and it was you know how sometimes not always but sometimes you just look at a guy playing quarterback that's the position everybody watches and you think man this guy he doesn't have it And, and i know joe milton has a big arm Big, strong guy. Looks like, uh, well, he built kind of like Jamarcus Russell, uh, an epic first-round number one pick overall bust in the NFL, but had a powerful arm. And Joe Milton, yeah, he could could throw the ball through a brick wall if he could hit it. But It's funny you bring him up. That's a great comparison. They both have kind of a clunky release. That's a great comparison. Sorry, I I'd, I'd no. gone along the lines of like a poor man's Cam Newton, but that's a much better comparison because they both have yeah. that kind of that release that comes out clunky. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but it, it you know it's a big time fastball, and but it wasn't so much that it, it was just his. You watch a guy maneuver in a pocket, or or watch him when he would run, and he had he had decent speed, and he was a big guy; would be hard to tackle. But against Bowling Green, he ran looking for a place to land, which is not exactly what you have in mind for a a guy with a Tim Tebow-like body. So the nuances of the game uh, eluded him. And so we saw the difference. That's a game, Tennessee, the second game, again, Joe Milton starts against Pittsburgh. That's a game Tennessee could have won with Hendon Hooker being the starter. So I thought Josh Heupel and his staff cost themselves a game with that decision. Well, I agree. When it's all said and done, though, I think Tennessee fans should be very happy. And we haven't spoken since the recent run of commitments. But, you know, t- Tennessee, I think, is clearly a program on the rise as of July. I mean, we don't know what we're going to say in October or November, but. Um, I think they're one of the the programs that are are truly on the rise nationwide. Why just watching from recruiting alone? Dave, Tennessee has always recruited pretty well. Yeah, Tennessee, even when the even when the program is, it's been down in the last fourteen years, more down than up. And and you think about 
Derek Dooley had a top 10 class. I mm-hmm. mean, Butch Jones had two top 10 classes. Jerry, Jeremy Pruitt didn't do everything wrong. He came close, but he still had one top 10 class. Tennessee just by its nature recruits pretty well. Player development is seems to be to be the issue, and that's been the issue in the last 13, 14 years. And I think that's why Tennessee fans are more encouraged by this recent recruiting run because they feel pretty good about this staff from what we saw last year. Josh Heupel's offense, this guy's an offensive guru. I don't don't see how anybody could question that. When you average 39.3 points a game with the talent he had last year, putting in a new system, making that big transition, that is impressive. And he impacted a lot of games with that offense. And I know you got to build a whole team, and he's just getting started at that. But I think you combine that with what they're doing now in recruiting, and you see a better version kind of what Butch Jones had in mind when he was running the program. It was this time last year that Texas and Oklahoma were announced as the new members of the SEC, which will go in in 2025, if not before. Um, what other schools could they potentially add? Could we see another announcement? I think it's I think it's always possible. Uh, Viles Automotive Group, all about integrity. Car shopping made easy. They have a selection. I've been there recently. I know it's tough to find a selection. They have it there. They can do the financing for you, and they keep you going with great service and uh, work on your vehicle when you need it. But yeah, when I look at last year and the sudden announcement that was just made, that was that had to be leaked in an orchestrated fashion to, I believe it was the San Antonio Express writer. I can't even recall. But um, the bottom line is that was leaked at a very specific time, so it got the most play. Would it stun you if something like that happened next week at SEC Media Days 2022? No, it wouldn't stun me as much <laughs> as last year. I mean, that came out of nowhere in Oklahoma and Texas. You look at t- the SEC's track record for adding teams. South Carolina and Arkansas. Did anybody go wow? Or did they go why? Or Missouri? Seriously? But Oklahoma and Texas. Those are two of the most storied programs in college football. So, yeah, everybody was blindsided by the by the timing and the teams. So I guess now that we're in more of an expansion era, the Big Ten has just made a move on the, big, on the Pac-12 with UCLA and Southern Cal, I wouldn't be as surprised. My big question now is what happens with the ACC because there are a few teams in that league, Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, all these, all these schools have been mentioned as SEC expansion targets. But that league has a pretty ironclad agreement about if you leave before, I think it's like 2036 or something, uh, you're going to have to pay a lot of money. I know any contract can be broken, but I just wonder if it's realistic to think that the SEC is going to get those teams. That would be the obvious way to go with the expansion. 
And if the ACC doesn't send, if if those schools don't hook up with the SEC, they are less. Uh, they're left with a league that's uh, been very devalued. Now, I, uh, John, I, I have a feeling, just a hunch, this is not reporting anything, but I have a hunch that something's going to drop pretty soon with Notre Dame. I think that'll be the next shoe to drop, and I think that'll either be a Big Ten media days or SEC media days. I think they're, uh, from what I've heard, uh, I think they're they're considering the SEC more than you might think. But Big Ten is obviously a more natural fit. I think Notre Dame could drop in in the coming weeks. Um, that would not surprise me. That that's the one out there because you mentioned the ACC contract, and there's really no need for them to to rush into it because they're going to have to get lawyers involved. But Notre Dame could pull a trigger anytime they want to. Yeah, and I I think Notre Dame always seems to have the leverage. I know, and I really despise it for some reason that they have think, all yeah, the leverage. I think most people do. It's like they can get whatever they want. They can be eligible for a playoff even though they're not in a league. Why? Well, because they're Notre Dame. But I think Notre Dame has to start thinking with a sense of urgency here. SEC and Big Ten add some more teams. They could get left out of this if they – I think they need to rein in their ego a little bit and realize, and to me, the obvious move is to join the big 10. There's much more commonality there. Uh, what I would like to see the sec do is I don't have any problem with adding more schools from Texas. Texas is a huge state, a lot of Metro areas. I would add, I wouldn't hesitate to add Oklahoma state and Baylor. Those are both accomplished, accomplished programs, not just good in football either. So I think if you expand into Texas, you expand into Florida, I don't think you can go wrong there. You, see, you know Texas better than I, the area of the state. I mean, I've been there, but just to specific cities, I think you've driven through it probably more times than George Bush. But um, I, I don't see the Baylor thing. I'm not following you, but admittedly, I didn't see the A&M thing. And I remember us having the conversation. You said, no, that's a great fit. And I said, well, I'm going to take your word for it. And you turned out to be right. I don't see the Baylor thing. Sell me on that just a little bit. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I lived three years in Texas, grew up in Louisiana. So Texas was always the bigger, better brother next door. Um, (laughs) Then I followed followed Southwest Conference football growing up. And the league eventually disbanded because they couldn't have – couldn't stop themselves from cheating. However, it's Texas is all about high school football. It's all about football in general. Right. And it's a huge state. And the way I look at the SEC, the SEC's goal should be to have the best product. The Big Ten's goal is to get in bigger markets. Okay, you're in Chicago. You're kind of with Rutgers, I guess. And the in the New York area and you go out West and get in the LA market, but those aren't college football towns. People don't care about college football. I think what the SEC's goal to be is to have the very best league. So college football fans, no matter where they live, when they say, okay, I want to call, I want to watch a bunch of college football today. Who are they going to watch? They're going to watch the SEC. 
And I just think Baylor has, there's so many good football players in the state of Texas and Baylor has proved it can be successful in football. It's good in basketball. It's good in women's basketball. Um, so I, I, to me, Baylor and then Oklahoma state, I, I would really like to preserve that, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state bedlam rivalry. Um, Oklahoma State's been very good in football. I can't even remember the last time it had a losing season. Those, to me, those programs have the same passion for college football that the best SEC programs do. Yeah. Well, you you and I, as far as the ones we would want to see added, couldn't be any more different. I would love to see North Carolina and Duke, which I know is in the minority just because I think it would be awesome for the SEC to be the best basketball conference by far and arguably could be that i don't think that's going to happen don't get me wrong i'm just saying on dave's wish list you're already shaking your head i can tell <laughs> well i'm not I, saying I just, it's i'm not saying it's a good idea it's just the idea that i like the most no that's fine i think everybody has you know has their favorites and their interests yeah. and it's based on a lot of times just you like the color of the uniform i don't care about the color of duke's uniform I would be concerned about that because Duke then would upstage Vanderbilt as a medical institution. I think Vanderbilt's ego would be hit very hard by that as a longstanding SEC member. You don't want to treat a conference school like that. Yeah, I'm sure Greg Sankey, when he thinks about conference expansion, should I take Texas and Oklahoma? Let me call Vanderbilt and see what they have to say about it. Well, what was the SEC thinking when it said, hey, let's get Missouri into this league? I, I, that was a bad idea, and we did agree on that one at the time, and it's still a bad idea. It doesn't get you into the Midwest markets, the television markets. No, nobody's watching Missouri football. It's just uh, – I, I would be all for dropping them. Now, I think the rest of them, Arkansas, South Carolina, um, you know, I, I think those have been – great fits and they feel like sec schools i don't think missouri is ever going to feel like an sec school ever no i agree and but you say you know a good fit but how much have have arkansas and south carolina and i'm speaking strictly for football how much have they really added to the sec i mean let's face it if you could have gotten florida state and clemson oh no i'm not right i know but bobby bowden wasn't going so i mean i see what you're saying uh well that's what he said um so i mean i i agree that florida state and clemson would have been better um yeah at at the end of the day though arkansas and south carolina do feel like two sec teams i mean i think you would agree with that i mean they feel like it i don't think missouri is ever going to feel like it um i have the same reticence frankly about baylor Uh, why would you take baylor over tech texas tech matt because just, Texas Tech is in West Texas. It's way out there. It's practically in another country. And yeah. Baylor and so Baylor maybe, has consistent. Maybe it could be a pack whatever number team. Well, I mean, you talk, like to talk about basketball. Well, Baylor just won the national championship in 200, 2021. Baylor's good. It had a dynasty under Kim Mulkey in women's basketball. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't hesitate. Also, you got to look at Baylor's history. When Art Browles was there, it won big and it cheated. I mean, winning big, cheating, that fits the SEC. It's brutal. Brutal. So, uh, in the end, any surprises? 
I guess that's why they're called surprises. If we knew they were going to happen, they wouldn't be surprises. But do you think we'll see any surprises from SEC media days? Well, yeah, if it, it brings Notre Dame into the into the little conference, that will shock the world, won't it? Yeah, maybe. Well, that would that would surprise. Yeah, that would surprise me. I do think that's going to pop at some point, though. I want to remind you that we're brought to you by Files Automotive Group. It is integrity that makes Files Automotive Group stand out right there on Callahan. And they have selection. They have a repair shop. If you do have an issue with your car, everything you need right there on Callahan. That's what I love about Files Automotive Group. The big orange fillies. Uh, we're going to be watching press conferences some next week, so you, you might not want to watch press conferences. But when the games are in motion this fall, make a point to be at Big Orange Phillies. But get down there beforehand because you'll love the family environment. They've got karaoke darts. They've got billiards a whole nine yards. And John has beaten me. It wasn't an SEC media days, but it was a bowl game. He beat me at uh, ping pong. So That's still. probably the only thing I would have beaten you at. I don't think I'd have beaten you at billiards was- or – it's pretty Dark embarrassing, road. though. You beat me. You beat me pretty bad. You be, as a new hire, I think that could have been competitive harassment. I thought about going to HR. And I well, I looked you at embarrassed it. Embarrassed me. You embarrassed me in front of a room full of reporters from all over the nation. Well, there, there's nothing like ridicule. yeah. Look at you smile. Look at you smile. About there's that. nothing like ridiculing a fellow human being or, or a cohort in. in and beating them in ping pong, say, but, but I think, I think you could have beaten me, but I'd hired you and you were probably thinking, well, I don't want to, he's taking this pretty seriously. I don't, I don't want to beat him. Will that affect our relationship? So I think you were probably sandbagging. I wasn't sandbagging for that. I was sandbagging for another reason. I was like, I don't want him to get hurt. Oh, okay. I'm for sure. Tell us what all you got going on at the Knoxville News Sentinel, and you you are all over the place. I call you Mister Digital. We used to Johnny One used to be your nickname, but now you're Mister Digital. Mister Digital, yeah, I'm doing podcasts, little radio, doing all this stuff, being on uh, Zoom conferences. Don't you love Zoom conferences? I do um, actually. Huh? I do actually. Yeah, they're better than actually having to go somewhere and sit down and listen to somebody talk, aren't they? Much yeah. preferable, and, and that's how I will cover the SEC media days. Be writing on them uh, for KnoxNews.com next week, writing daily, and I won't be in Atlanta, thankfully. I'll just be there in my recliner because everything that you get is on the S- is on the SEC network. Remember, not the unique, no, not the unique content that I can turn. The twisting, probing questions. That's uh, we'll, we'll have that. Okay. Well, we'll talk after you get back from fantasy land. You didn't know that about Debo Samuels. I broke that. I broke that. I've already forgotten it. And then there was the the best moment ever at SEC media days. And that was, Hey, there's Tony Hawk. And it was Tony Hawk right there at SEC media. And I had no idea who Tony Hawk was. No idea. Greatest skateboarder. And that was, we got into the debate of who was more popular worldwide, Tim Tebow or Tony Hawk. And it's not even close. Yeah, um, you're talking Tim about the Tebow. Babe Ruth of skateboarding. And didn't I, I think I went up and tried to get you, him on the show with us. Yes, you did. Yeah. You did. And he, he did. Declined. Didn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I, but anyway, so big was, time, me Tony. That Hawk. was that was also that was the Tim Tebow SEC media days, and it's the only time a person that I've never met, a grown man, just came up and hugged me first time meeting. Only time. Did he break uh, anything? No, but I was caught quite unaware. You, but you he could. hugged everybody. I wasn't special, but he did hug everybody. This is pre-COVID, obviously, but it was a little uncomfortable. John, when I next speak to you, SEC Media Days will be in the rear view. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Thank you, Viles Automotive Group and Big Orange Phillies.